That is strongman. CrossFit. Well, we haven't had a CrossFit guest yet. That'd be a little bit weird after all the shit talk we've been doing. But anyways, we are open to that. If there's a CrossFit out there who wants to be on a show. <laughs> Wait, no, yep. former CrossFitter. So technically that counts. Um, Olympic lifter, strongman, and um, now soon to be bodybuilding, which is really cool. Mass wrestling, yeah. grip sport, and everything in between. And today we have on the show the amazing, the one, the only, fierce redhead, Paige Alert. I'm going to say alert, even though I know that song, because I feel like <laughs> January is a new page of your story, a new chapter to be written in the book of your life. And you need to be alert to what's going to happen this year, there right? Alert, there you go. But um, <laughs> that's not actually how you say it, you guys. Um, <laughs> here, you say it just because I feel like you're still going to say it better than me. It's alert. See, it's so close, though. So, guys, so apparently, close. It's subtle. It's subtle. It's so subtle. Apparently, she's German. Germans aren't subtle at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, she, your last name is unique. You're the only person with that last name. I have that same problem. So, it's really unfortunate because, like, that means anything I've ever done wrong, I, I cannot blame anyone else. I can't be like, oh, that was like Jane Smith. No, that was me. You know what I mean? So like 10 years ago, people be rolling up in my DMs like, hey, remember when you used to do this crazy shit back then? I'm like, do not remind yep. me. That is the 2000, you know, 12 Stephanie. All right. That was a long time ago. <laughs> but yeah. You're outed. You're outed. I'm, no I'm outed what. for life. Yep. You know, there's a lot of pressure. I was like, should I make an on online presence and brand? I don't know. So I fucked that up. I cannot run away from that, you know? But anyways, own your- So I don't use my last name even, right? You, you know my socials. Oh, which it's fine if people know it, but it's, it just felt because it was so unique. Yeah. I thought mm, maybe I just will use something more generic and that's what I've done. So, okay. Well, I understand. So she's also a spy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense with her training people. She's a redhead ninja, um, AKA a former CrossFitter, uh, <laughs> current 58. KG Olympic weightlifter, holistic nutrition coach. That means she'd be waving that tumbleweed in your face and some honeydew and um, approaching you with that chamomile at night to make you sleep. Uh, <laughs> but she knows her nutrition. She's a coach and she's currently training for the 2022 nationals. She's a content creator. She has her services online, um, digital, everything in terms of learning how to cook healthy, eat healthy, love your body and train for strength. So welcome mm -hmm. to our show, Paige. Thank so you. Great to have you here today. Thanks. <laughs> I was just, she's so beautiful, you guys. I'm just saying, and I think she's single. I don't really know. Are you single? Oh, I'm a single lady. Yeah, but I basically date the barbell because it takes oh, so okay. much time. But yeah. <laughs> Plus the barbell never cheats on you. He never complains when you tell him to put away his dishes. He's so loyal and yeah. you know that when you put the weight on the bar, it's always the same. And effort. That's all I have to say. Yeah. You know, that's what I felt. I think that's why I fell in love with uh, strength training, like barbells, because I never did barbells in my youth. I always just did like dumbbells, all that good stuff. But I think I fell in love with it because everything in life is crazy and unpredictable, right? And I feel like, you know, you can work really hard in your career or your business. You don't know what's going to happen. I feel like it gives you a great sense of control and structure and peace because like you said, if you put in the effort and you have proper technique, you're going to see results, period. So, you know, it's the only thing that you can really master consistency and security. That's my opinion, but you know, mm -hmm. that's why barbells are awesome. So we're actually going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about mastering the basics of barbell training, which is something power lifters and strongman athletes that are, are just starting to score really struggle with because a lot of times, you know, they're self-taught, um, they're training from home or they're training in a regular gym by themselves or in a strongman or lifting gym, but, you know, maybe they're too shy to really ask for help or it sometimes it does exist, not a lot nowadays, but, you know, the gym maybe isn't, has those kinds of services or coaches available locally and they're trying to work with a coach online and they're struggling with their technique. So anyways, we're going to talk about how to master that as well as nutrition, developing a healthy, maintainable new year plan um, in terms of fitness strength training and nutrition, like healthy habits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No more dieting. Okay. This is not 2009. All right. We are not trying to be skinny like Paris Hilton, 
That's not goals anymore. You know, remember how there's that skinny bitch wine? I was thinking about that the other day, you know, as I was drinking some Chardonnay and I never drink Chardonnay. So I was like, no, I'm having some dumb Chardonnay. This year's That's year's what year's it was year. called. Yeah, it's also called skinny bitch. And then my friend, tell my oh, friend I anymore, remember that because it had the nutrition facts on it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was on Dragon's Den or something. And I had a friend who was like, definitely like a vegan. We're both vegan at the time, but she wasn't into strength training. I was like, really, it's just a dancer who kind of did strength training on the side, but she was really into like yoga. We're into a lot of the same things, but she had a severe eating disorder. So she was like mm-hmm. hyper obsessed with that. And that girl wrote a book too, like how to be a skinny bitch, but it was really awful. It made her like really mean and nasty and super focused on that. And she was miserable. That's all I got to say. It's like, do not try to be a skinny bitch. It, it ain't ha- happy or healthy for you. You will not be happy. I mean, maybe you will. There's some girls that are. I mean, if you want to go for bodybuilding, yes. But, you know, I don't know. I think it can create toxic habits. So, like I said, we'll talk about that. It, it's hard when that's the main focus. Mm-hmm. Like That's what I'm saying. It should be part main, of it. Yeah. 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 And I, I find a lot of people when they sign up for nutrition coaching that might be the main focus in the beginning but then it usually isn't in the end and they've forgotten about it but in a really good way because they're Mm -hmm. like I don't really care about the aesthetics as much now so it's it's a cool transformation to see yeah because I mean the thing is like I said if you're training for bodybuilding you know you're never going to maintain that level of fat percentage as a woman I'm not going to say never there's body types but Mm -hmm. I'm saying generalizing you know, um, it, is it really worth the stress? And that's what I'm trying to say with all the things going on in this world and everything going on in your personal life. You know, I think that there's a higher vision and goal to strive for. Like, so if you want to train for a bodybuilding competition, great, but you can mm-hmm. still be super fit and healthy and do other strength sports and other sports in general, without having to be so aesthetic focused. Like I said, if that's your goal for bodybuilding, cool. Awesome. I support that. But like you said, it's, it's, that's not the only way to get there. You don't have to be like, I need to lose five pounds a week. Uh, like, oh my God. Every time those commercials come on at this time of year, I'm like, Ugh. because obviously it doesn't work. You know, if it worked, you wouldn't need to still keep offering those services, you know, mm-hmm. just saying, right. It's a vicious yeah. circle. Science is in, it's not healthy for people's metabolism. Um, the resting metabolism. We'll talk about fat and where it sits after this, but anyways, <laughs> okay. don't get started. So yeah. new page, chapter of life. Let's go to the very beginning because this experience, professional and personal, that you have that's made you this amazing coach that you are, didn't just come out of nowhere. So let's go back to the very beginning. What got you into CrossFit and how did that journey lead you into Olympic weightlifting? Good question. I'm trying to remember what got me into CrossFit. It was just, Hey, come try this class at my local CrossFit gym. And they had every Saturday free classes. And so I started going just to like the free classes on Saturdays. And then that led into signing up. I saved up some money because CrossFit, you know, it's a little bit more of a luxury. Yeah. So I waited a few months, I saved up and then I started going and I was, I fell in love with it and I went often five, six days a week. Yeah. And in addition to doing the CrossFit classes, I was also doing these Olympic weightlifting classes at the university I was attending. And that was like so much fun. It was all just technique, super basic. So I was just doing literally a dowel and a barbell for like two months at the university and then in addition going to CrossFit and so I started to do the CrossFit for a while and then I started to realize that I really liked the barbell and I was not enjoying the CrossFit as much no shade to CrossFit but my lungs just struggle with cardio (laughs) and so I was like this isn't for me and I don't know if you, if you've done CrossFit, but what they do is they post the workout of the day every day yeah, online. And so I started to look at the week in advance and fish out just like the barbell classes. And I'd skip all the other CrossFit classes and only go to the ones with the actual just like lifting. Yeah. And so then after doing that for about five months, my coach at the time just was like, just come lift with us at five 30 in the morning. We're just lifting. And I was like, okay. 
And then that was, so I started CrossFit in the summer of 2017 and then did that. And then I started just lifting in January, 2018. And so just made the full switch, didn't look back. And then I just did full Oli programming and fell in love, hooked forever. <laughs> okay. Now I'm a good real. Okay. So like at that key point in time, you could have went into powerlifting or strongman. So what like Olympic weightlifting is highly technical. There's so many different lifts to master. Mm -hmm. uh, it's crazy. Like when you see Olympic lifters doing an overhead press, right? With barbell. And, and like, it's just as mighty as a strongman log. Like it blows my mind. Like some of these, you know, young guys and they're like 400 pounds over their head. And I'm like, that'd be like lifting me and my sons together over your head. You know, and no, like, my mind doesn't, it's it's, I can't, I can't get it. I can't strongman. I can understand. Olympic lifting is a weird mystical creature to me. I don't know. Yeah. Cause it's so precise. It ha it's yes. so precise. It's so technical. You watch, the way I love doing watching it. the slow motion videos mm -hmm. when they're like the highlights after competition and they're like, Ooh, oh, yeah. like, oh, amazing. You were like yeah. falling. <laughs> it's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. So what made you, like I said, not, you know, go those, those paths, which is a lot more common. Let's be honest. Right. Not many people go into Olympic lifting. I shouldn't say it because I don't know the stats and I don't know a lot of Olympic lifters, right? I know mostly strongman and power lifters and heavy game athletes, but it's, it's a very, it's a very conscious choice, right? To, mm -hmm. to commit to that level of precision. So what was it that made you do that? If you talk to any weightlifter, they'll tell you that there's just something when you do your first snatch and it is technically sound it, it feels magical. It's just this feeling. And I felt so connected to it. So that's yeah. what got me started. But what kept me going consistently was just how fun it is to chase PRs and keep proving yourself wrong. Keep proving that voice in your head that says that you can't do it. You prove yourself wrong by showing up every day and doing it regardless. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I always say it's been the biggest catalyst to my personal development that yeah. like weightlifting itself has caused me to just completely elevate my mindset, um, my life, because it's caused a ripple effect in how I treat myself yeah. and how I show up every day. And just all of those things combined is it's passion, it's growth. It's all of that. So that's yeah. what keeps me going still to this day. <sighs> that got me speaks this right now. Yeah. Hit me right here, you know? um. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's so much fun. So yeah. now when you get you, now when you get real deep, you tugged on those heartstrings. So um, mm -hmm. I understand that you once battled with an eating disorder um, or just at least dieting, right? And that disordered eating, I shouldn't say eating disorder, but just because everyone I think has disordered eating habits to a certain extent. Um, and, you know, that became your motivation. I think became a nutrition coach to tell us about you know, that journey. And like I said, um, I think that plays into being an Olympic lifter is that precision because uh, like, like disordered eating can be a kind of a chase for control and a chase for precision, right. And chase for that security. Mm -hmm. But I think it's an unhealthy, it's, it's a form, it can become an addiction. Right. And so I, I'm not saying you were, but I'm just saying like, obviously, um, what was inside you wasn't bad. Like that motivation, that need, that want for that was good. You just had to put into the right thing. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like into the Olympic lifting. So, yeah. um, like, was that your motivation? Like to become a nutrition coach for like people, like I said, just being you say on the show and tell us about like your journey into that becoming mm -hmm. a nutrition coach from there and getting through that. Because like, I would say I was mostly recovered last year. Now I can confidently say, I was like, no, I'm not starting the general. I'm going to drink my, my supplements, eat my protein shakes, eat healthy meal prep, but I'm not going to shame myself for that mm -hmm. little quarter piece of brownie. When my mom comes over once they're four months, like, I'm not going to do that. Like if I gain a pound, who cares? Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I've gone to that age of like, it's not letting myself go. Like I still take my health and my body seriously. I'm an endomorph. So if I don't do that cardio and I don't do that lifting, I can eat, you know, carrots all day and I'll just look like a melted candle. <laughs> I'll just lose muscle mass and I'll still like 
pretty probably way the same just like more jiggly like you know flubber jello body or something but anyways right now just panic but um you know what i'm trying to say like yeah 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 i hear you um <laughs> loaded question with a loaded answer i feel oh, i know it, that's on. that is part of what got me into nutrition but the weird thing is that i always knew since i was mid teenager, whatever that means, maybe 15, 16, that I loved nutrition and I wanted to do it. And I didn't know in what capacity, but I knew yeah. I wanted to make that happen one day. And, but I also really liked psychology and I also was really interested in mental health. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say I actually had an eating disorder, but I really struggled with what you could call dis disordered eating, which is fine yeah, to, have I mean. to label yeah. it, but I know that's what I was like, I don't want to label this, you know? That, but that's okay. And I think so many people struggle with disordered eating because we like, as a culture, we look at food, very disordered. It's so weird how we view food. And so, um, it took a lot of work for me to basically reinvent or, or view food in more of a healthy way. And weightlifting was a huge part in me relearning how to view food in a good way, in a way that was like teaching me that it, it's fuel and that I don't need to fear carbs and that sort of thing. Um, and so with weightlifting or any strength sports, you have to eat, like you have to eat a lot and you have to eat carbs. And so I hired a nutrition coach myself and then just her encouragement to be like, actually like this is what food does for you. This is the benefit of it. Just that reinforcement and working with her for three years, I think maybe four was so transformational in my own relationship to food. And also kind of lit that fire under my ass to like, go do what she does. If that makes sense. So like be a nutrition coach, just like her. So I mean, over the span of years, it was like, I almost had to go through my own journey of having a very negative relationship to food, to eating, to my body, and then hiring a nutrition coach because of that into like the stars just aligned to make it all to where I am now. Right. Like it sounds so easy, but it's, it's so meant, no, it's meant to be. I mean, like I was making stupid videos, like before there was a such thing as a TikTok or a Vine. When I was a kid, when I was eight years old in my basement, because we got we got for Christmas one year like a V a VCR with like a little camera, so I started making videos. So this is like you know, and I started making uh, playing the computer and trying to make art on paint, like graphic design. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah, so, paint. Right, I was sewing sewing things in my mom's basement when I was like you know seven. So everything I'm doing now, I basically right like was doing as a kid. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. like I same thing with here. Like for you, it's like I feel like this is full circle for me where yeah. I am now, you know, personally and professionally, but, yeah. um, go back to some little key points that you were mentioning there. And then I want to yeah. do something else, uh, that yeah. finds that, but it's like, you know, like you said, the way that we view food is so toxic and people always say, well, your results speak. But the thing is how really are you asking? Like, cause when, when people judge people in the gym, I'm not saying it happens all the time. I'm just like, mm -hmm. once again, let's just play with the stereotype for a second here. Mm -hmm. It's like, do you know what their blood work is? Do you know where the fat deposits are? Do you know a sumo wrestler is a crazy fit? Like, and that's why I say on our website, how fit pandas are, because people don't know. Pandas aren't just fat. Pandas are fit as hell. Even though they're rolling down hills, they have crazy superpowers. And mm -hmm. the moment the sumos stop actively engaging in training, which I think they train, I think was seven hours a day. Anyways, it's gonna be wrong, but something around that. Um, the moment they stop doing that, the fat goes from the outside of the body into the internal organs even mm. their diet has changed and they eat a healthy diet just to eat so much right because you need to have mass moves mass mm. um but my point is is like they uh, immediately start getting metabolic failure just like someone who's skinny as a triathlete so we need to stop looking at the external uh mm. looks and focus on what is their blood work what is their what, where's their health at mental emotional physical and their ability to complete the task that they want to do every day in their life, right? Like if mm -hmm. I couldn't play with my kids and I'm having a tough time getting off off the ground, then I need to be concerned about my hip flexors and my hips and my, you know, core strength, my pelvic floor strength. 
and not about if I'm a size two, you know what I mean? So it's like your goal should be around your ability to live life. Like I said, train for longevity, even if it's not a sport, but just to be around for yourself and the people you love to accomplish your dreams and do things you want to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and, and, and I say this because it's true. Westernized culture is so toxic in that way because we now see in third world countries, women and people dying from skin bleaching we see them dying because they're having fly people are flying to these several countries you know moms dying they've left their four-year-old behind because they're having you know the what is it the bbl you know what i'm talking about brazil butt lift yeah bbl um right and that's super dangerous right. and but that's because the instagram is like you know obviously influenced the kim kardashian type thing has influenced those body types so other countries these women are obviously fit because they're like, everything is done in the raw, right? They don't have dishwashers. They don't have washers and dryers. They have to gather. They're all entrepreneurial. They're all, you know, hustling every day just to survive. Um, And, you know, most of their health problems that we're starting to see in third world countries is from fast food. Even though these women were never six pack, super Mm -hmm. muscle. I'm not not against that because I'm obviously a strength athlete and I want to be heavy and I want to be strong. But I'm just saying is like, we have to understand that it's really easy to get into this bubble, this social media in our head of images that we see online and then people just around us in our day-to-day life. Like I'm a country kid. Nobody cared about that in the country when I grew up. So obviously coming to the city, I started getting bullied as a kid because all of a sudden they're like, you're a fat kid. I'm like, what? Because mm-hmm. when I was a kid in the country, we, we were active all the time, all the time. We're always yeah. like skidooing, riding horses, like we're on our bike, we're swimming. So I was always fit. I never cared about what I ate. And that's when I started developing yeast order. Like I said, strong because that was around me. So my point is, is like, if you took that out of the equation and you just stopped thinking about that and you just lived life and ate healthy and exercised, your health would be good. Your physical health, your metabolism would be healthy. Your mind would be healthy. So like, we need to stop thinking from a westernized perspective. But that's start the thing. studying beauty yeah. and culture standards in other places. Be like, I said it because they're bigger. I'm like, no, I'm not saying that. I have been a size six and I've been a size 22 and I've been everything in between. And I'm telling you that when you hang around people from other cultures, they're not like that. They don't care. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? They're not they're counting calories, right? They're sitting there with enchiladas chilling. You know what I mean? We're, we're very, as a culture, very fixated on what the body looks like. And it's like, we even put what the appearance over the health. And we also have this issue of thinking that thin is healthy and heavy is not. And that is not true. Um, So I know we're we're very fixated now. What? (laughs) I can feel all the triggering happening for all the men listening to like, what? I I feel the comments in the outer space of time. Continue. But it's the truth. It's the truth people yeah. need to get through your head because like when I had my kids, I, I don't want to talk about it because I've talked about many episodes before. Like they, they kept trying to prove my baby was diabetic because he was born 10 pounds. No, yeah. he's wearing four-year-old clothes now. He's super healthy and fit, breaking all my shit all the time. He's super healthy. Yeah. And I was, because I was pregnant, I was almost 400 pounds when I was pregnant. Mm. I've lost 90 pounds since I had my baby in a year. Yay me. And that's just from Ooh. being me. Woo! Um, and, and that's the thing is like, well, my point some, is I'm still super healthy. I was, I'm a hundred pounds lighter. I'm the same health that I was Other than yeah. just physically. I can move better because I've recovered from a yeah. C-section, but like they kept doing my blood work. They're like, she's got to be diabetic. There's mm-hmm. got to be high cholesterol. And it made them mad. It made them mad that my blood work kept coming back. Okay. And I'm like, interesting. It's, it's very interesting how we view the body. And like last year I was going through a really rough breakup. It was so bad. I couldn't eat. And I was, I lost a lot of weight and, um, people would say that I was so jacked and looked great, but it's like, you have no idea what's going on or why I look like this right now. This is so unhealthy, so unhealthy. Right. Mm -hmm. But from the outside, people are like, that's the goal. Why is that the goal? Why? And so a lot of I don't want to classify women. I've worked with men who also have this framework okay. as well, but a lot of it is like reframing that all bodies can be healthy. And also like for me personally, shifting from fixating on aesthetics to functionality, which is a lot of what you're that's saying, what like saying. Yeah. functionality of our body and like how can we move? And that's empowering completely mm-hmm. changed for me. And it was like, yeah. I 
got pulled out of this negative spiral of thinking about eating in the body that way to being like, holy. And then you look back and you're like, that was bad. How I was looking at it. Right. So I love, I'm going to do, I should do it. I really should. I should post, I'll post them up on the screen right now. And like I said, if you, if you guys ever listen to the show, I highly recommend watching the show on YouTube because it's so much funnier because I'm the GIF yeah. queen and I make a lot of GIF jokes while I'm, that's why I'm, if I'm giggly and I'm thinking of a image that's going to go across the screen. But anyways, um, you guys need to listen in and watch it because you get the full experience. But like when I show people pictures of myself 20 years ago, my face has an ache. My skin is flawless. Yeah. The only thing that's changed is because I've had kids, like I've lost a loose skin. I've lost, like, you know, you fluctuate when you have kids. So it's like, oopsie. But um, anyways, my point is, is like, if you look at when I was dieting, I always, like, I've never once showed because it's like the worst picture of me on the planet. But this is when I was like hardcore over exercising, when I was being like a hardcore vegan. And um, I was getting sickly all the time. I was like getting pneumonia and bronchitis. And I was skinny, like the skinniest I've been. The two times that I've been super skinny, like I would say like size four, size five, um, in my twenties, it almost killed me. It's yeah, like, yeah. And you can see it in my face. Like I'm not, there's no Photoshop on this. This is my face. Mm-hmm. So I have real, like, you know what I mean? And I'm way healthier now, but it's like, um, yeah, people definitely treat, treated me better and obviously showed more respect and thought I was healthier. And people are always like said, surprised when they see me do things dance or strength is like oh you're not just a fat guy or fat girl or like you know they'll talk about the fitness stuff and be like well if you put in the work too I'm like mother bitch you don't know me I'm a strength athlete but strong yeah but it's like the only time these nurses or doctors backed off and I was hostile was when I would educate them about my I showed them pictures on my phone that I'm a strength athlete to like make them believe me because they're trying to force like force uh, glucose checks on me and I'm like stop it I'm not drinking that's nasty last time I did I made me sick as hell I'm not doing that leave me alone mm-hmm. I'm like if you're so concerned check my blood work they didn't like that but they checked it was fine and then they still even when baby just was born they're still trying to do glucose checks on me I'm like listen bitch read my records leave me alone mm-hmm. but uh no men struggle with too and like I said there's such a there's kids dying from like I've talked about this just don't go into too much but you know dying of taking too many supplements heart attacks from pre-work like really serious things are happening. So it's like, I'm a pro fitness and pro strength, but not at the cost of your health because like I get the feeling, I get the high, I get that the wanting to be super successful, be the best of the best, like your vision, your mission, your goals. I get all that and I'm for all of that, but I don't agree when you ruin all the relationships with your family and friends. Like people say sacrifice, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm all about sacrifice, I'm all about hustle, but I've had to learn over the years being an entrepreneur being someone who's into dance fitness and leadicism is like uh, the toxic parts of it, right? Like you said, and knowing when to take a step back. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like perfectionism, A-types, right? You, it's, it's sometimes a little bit addiction So I didn't mention it yet, but I'm going to mention now, like she is, Paige is obviously, um, she's an addictions counselor, which is amazing. So kind of tying the food and addictions into that, I was just wanting to know with all the stuff I just said, like what your thoughts are on that and, um, you know, falling in love, like you said, the process in your body as is now and working on that first. So how does addiction relate to disordered eating? Is that what you mean? I think a lot of people fall into addictions and have been, and they don't realize it. And I think like how to avoid that, because I think that's why you have the um, people who fall out of the gym at the end of January, right? Because Mm -hmm. they've, unknowingly added they think it's smart goals and unknowingly you know added like toxic habits I don't know how to like frame it but Mm -hmm. they're going a little too hard too fast you know what I mean yeah I mean I think addiction and and fitness and eating all of that there's definitely overlap with all of it Mm -hmm. um like it's, it's tough. Cause I think that we all have, I like, I like to think of addiction as escaping. And I think that we all have our own way of escaping. Mm-hmm. We all have our own way of trying to get out of what type of pain or despair that we're feeling. And for some people that's like fixating on food, which is mm-hmm. usually an unconscious thing or mm-hmm. fixating on fitness or fixating even nowadays on Netflix. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So I think yes, that girl. can play into fitness. Um, 
it can play into eating habits or disordered eating and that sort of thing. Um, I think anyone has a, the capacity for that to happen. We're all trying to, you know, numb in some way, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, there's a lot of dark things that happen in the world every day. And you, if you're a decent human, there's no way that can affect you, you know, and that's the truth. Yeah. So you're going to have up and down days. And sometimes stuff I see on the news or it pops up, I don't go looking for it, right? social media algorithms is really traumatizing and really upsetting like I'm a mom so I absolutely love kids so when I hear about a kid suffering or stuff going on in several countries like I hate it like I you know I'm like ah, I need to become president so I can make some changes but like that's not going to happen right now right yeah it happens everywhere like the pain and everything anywhere you live or whatever and you know I've seen people who are exercising like way 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 too much over exercising oh, no, yeah. and stuff like or or not right or or removing themselves from any type of healthy activity and it's like it's really difficult to find your mental health and align it with your physical health sometimes basically mm-hmm. and I have been in all of those categories I just mentioned so like I said from the perspective of an addiction addictions counselor like we like to talk about 12 steps but from the perspective of being an addictions counselor, and if you were getting a new client right now and they're listening in and uh, you're talking about nutrition and weight training and a plan, what would be those first steps? If they told you they have those behavior patterns, like, you know what, January, I don't want to do a new year, new year's resolution. I want to love myself, but I want to add healthy habits. Tell them what you set them up with. If you've got programs or just some tips, like I said, how you'd teach them how to, like your philosophy, fall in love with the process, embrace the suck, finding something sustainable, managing your energy and uh, devotion to self-love. So they're coming to me with saying that they've struggled with addiction. Is that what you well, mean? No, that necessarily, like I said, people don't know that there's, that they can be addictive at times, right? So they, mm. they're demonstrating those behavior patterns or thought patterns and they're, they're not, they're not able to balance, like you said, that the, the difficult thing of, your mental and your physical health at the same time they're just wanting to be consistent right love themselves but not settle right because you want to love yourself but you don't want to not challenge yourself and just be mediocre right but you don't want to set the par so damn high that it's you know the likelihood of success is really tiny right you want to climb that mountain slowly and like a ladder and slowly get up there it's funny because you you describe that and I'm like so that's everyone (laughs) everyone struggles to be listening right now but that's a good question. I like it because, you know, I'll give you an example for myself. When I signed up for coaching for nutrition, I thought, oh, it's going to be, you tell me what to eat. You're going to tell me how much, and I'm going to do it. And that is a lot of what happens with my clients as well. But then once we get started and we start to uncover, why are you inconsistent? What's getting in the way of the habits? Is it more of like trying to manage your energy? Is it actually you, you believe that you're unworthy of meeting your goals or is it something, it's usually something deeper than people realize. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not outright, I'm not counseling my clients because they're signing up for nutrition. That would be unethical, but most people do realize that it's much a deeper process than they ever imagined. And that's why when you come out of nutrition coaching, it's so transformative because you've just now, sure, we talk about food and we talk about fiber and all of the science of nutrition is in there. And I provide that education, but the heart of coaching is really about figuring out the root of why you aren't meeting your goals and why are you inconsistent? And a lot of the time it is conditioning its mindset it's imposter syndrome it's you know not fully believing in yourself all of those really important things so we have to you know approach it from a different angle we can't just say eat this and if you don't do it well then you're screwed right that's that's like I'd say a disadvantage of meal plan programs. I don't do meal plans because that's basically you write it out. Here's your meal plan. 
instead we're going to work on all of like how to fit this into your lifestyle, how to manage your energy better. Yeah. Oh, it's so true because food is energy and it, it digests in your body in different ways, depending on what you eat, how much of it you eat and what other things you combine with it. Right. Like mm-hmm. just a lean piece of meat versus a lean piece of mat inside of or meat inside of fat or, you know, fatty, fatty meat and, and a fatty carb starts, right? Like, like it, it affects, like it affects how you feel. And that's what it should be about, right? It's like mm-hmm. you said, match your energy. And I think, um, you know, I've done all those things in my straight career, like doing just straight up carnivore and mad headaches. And then I've, I, uh, yeah, girl, keto, you, uh, yeah. Well, just leave it there. Been there, done yeah. that. But <laughs> yeah. Nothing but shakes, you know. Um, but, you know, I know for me physically that, you know, I may be leaner on a high meat, low, like a high meat high fat diet but then I feel like shit like I need the car yeah. so like you know that's that's me you know if I'm not lifting but um yeah I need to like my body like I said everyone's different I have to match that physical output with the nutrition input if I don't put that nutrition in there I won't be able to do the physical outfit mm-hmm. output output and and also the nutrition won't like digest and feel well in me if I don't do the physical so it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a combo right like there's no I don't believe in that expression and I never will that abs are made in the kitchen. I think that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my humble opinion. I think that, you know, body is meant to be in movement and different types of movements throughout the day, not one thing at extreme. Um, and I think that's like, that's problem people have with CrossFit. I'm not here on CrossFit, but I just think anything extreme can be problematic, right? You eat too much vitamin C, you might kill yourself. I mean, it's true though. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's a balance in life. Um, the reason why I mentioned addiction thing is because it's triggers. And a lot of times, like you're talking about a mom who's in a really shitty marriage and, you know, her husband makes her feel unworthy or crappy, or they start to fight more. The more she's working out, the more she's eating healthy. He complains about the food. He doesn't want to eat it. Uh, you know, just like little things like that makes a huge difference. You know, if he starts complaining about the food, though, like there's things that people are dealing with where people will shame them or like say they're starting their morning food and people like all oh, that's irresponsible you know you should look at the times you should spend less and so there's just like all these exterior factors that affect the mindset like what you're saying totally. so you know what I mean so you know someone's super motivated and they're doing the right things there's there's negativity around them and you know if you're escaping narcissism or you're literally leveling up to the point where you're outgrowing your family and your friends and your neighborhood, which is true. Like I've done that for myself. Mm-hmm. The more you push into forward and positivity, the more pushback you get. Yeah. And it's really hard not to be like, oh, self, you know, like you said, imposter syndrome, or maybe this is dumb. And, and that can be a trigger. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, here's a piece of cake. Right. So it's, yeah. there, there has to be that, you know, cognitive connection of that and being like, no matter the shit people put around me, I need to just keep doing what's right for me, mm-hmm. like self-love me first, because I can't be a healthy, whoever, parent, wife, friend, daughter, if I'm not take, son, whatever, I can't take care of other people if I'm, yeah. or my work, if I'm not taking care of myself, full stop. Yeah. And I actually like that you bring up triggers. Sorry. It's yeah. yeah. All good. I like that you bring up triggers because that's where I actually find mindset work quite limiting because a lot of the time, like mindset will be mind over matter, but a trigger is so deeply rooted and you're right. Like they, they, a trigger usually will cause a a behavior, right? So that's with addiction, right? We have unresolved traumas inside and then we get a trigger and we use drugs or like in your example, we have this trigger and we binge out on food. Yeah. Right. And it's important to address those, those triggers most of the time. And I have this very unpopular opinion actually about about this and I love it or hate it. Yeah. But a lot of people nowadays are saying, you know, weighing yourself as toxic or looking at transformation photos as toxic or even I've seen recently full day of eating videos. Have you seen those? Like where someone shows what they're eating. Those are all toxic. And here's my thought on that is it's our relationship to those things. If you're someone who struggles with seeing your, your weight on the scale every single day, 
sure, throw it out for a bit. That's totally fine. I have clients who won't weigh themselves and that's okay. However, a trigger is teaching you something that you need to tend to. Yeah. And so so if we're throwing out the scale and if we're throwing out or like putting blinders on to not look at certain things, it's a band-aid approach. We're not actually working on it inside you know, you can learn to be okay with the number on the scale when you work on why that's a trigger for you. So maybe it's a trigger because standing on the scale and seeing a number, you've attached a meaning to a specific number and that meaning means you're unworthy. No, it's true though. Yeah. So I will say though, caveat to this is I know that is a massive task and I'm, and, and it's huge, right. And it's easier said than done, but I more so like to approach it as an invitation to let's work on the deeper things. And that might not be with me, right? Those are really deep things that a lot of people will have to go to a psychologist for, but because nutrition coach isn't a therapist, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a reminder that like, why am I triggered about that? What does that mean? It's an invitation to, to dig a little bit deeper as to why that's an issue because the issue, AKA the scale isn't actually yeah. the issue here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, the- I know that girl. Uh, I knew, I know what you're like. I know what you're getting at. So what I want to add to what you're saying is yeah. like, for example, um, when I just did my last strongman competition, I was proud as fuck weighing in at 309. I was yeah. proud as fuck because I know what I had to physically, mentally, emotionally overcome to get to that point. And I am so damn proud of me. Boop, boop, boop. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Woo! But the girl who weighed me, um, she's a bodybuilder and I, I'm like not judging her, but you know, vibe speak. And um, like, I guess I worded the wrong way. Cause I'm like never sleeping your mom. So, but I, what I was trying to say to her was like, she wasn't in cutting phase. And so she mm-hmm. looked heavier, like healthy, like a normal. And I thought she looked better that way, basically, right. you know, it's like, that's not my place to say, but I basically was like, wow, you look really different. I didn't recognize you. And that's the truth. I, didn't, I was like, you look like extraordinarily different. And yeah. also she just, you know, not wearing makeup versus wearing makeup with women can make a huge well, difference. Well, and stage lean is like completely. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. And I hadn't seen her in two years. Like I said, I'm not judging her, but I was like, yeah. you look like amazing, but like, I won't forget the way she like, I'm not trying to read into it, but you know, you're not, you're not supposed to be happy 300 pounds. Right? right you should go through yourself I mean if you look at old movies in the 2000s right like uh, I'm not the making yes yeah so it's like you know how dare you fucking happy that way and I'm like I'm ah, motherfucking and it's like what yeah. size are I'm like I don't know we'll try this and see if that works but um you know that used to be a big thing for me not wearing a like a t-shirt like being triggered by that oh I mean no one looks especially me I've never even I've seen looking t-shirts don't I'm curvy I got big back like you know, crop top, yes, certain t-shirt cuts, but just plain t-shirt cut don't help nobody most of the time. But anyways, um, you know, these are things that would fuck me up and I would probably lose and not be able to compete at all. Like, like they would destroy me emotionally. And even if they're yeah. triggery, I'm so conscious of these things now that I can like, you know, put my brain into a more positive mindset. And like, yeah. even if I'm emotionally triggered for like a little bit and a little bit upset, it's like 10 minutes, not a whole day, yeah. not a whole week, not a whole So it's like, you're human that just shows yeah. you yeah yeah because bias and name when is this gonna hurt right it's like racism or anything else it's you know it's gonna feel shitty but it's like it shouldn't destroy you so it's like also want to say removing shame of going through that journey and those emotions and being okay with having good and bad days and being okay with you know like I said kind of falling off the bandwagon a bit and stop trying to seek perfectionism or pretend you're perfect like I would hate posting videos, even a skinny of carbs. Cause like I, I had gymnast friends that would come over when I was a full-time fitness and dance instructor in my twenties. I'd be like, well, if you stopped eating that carb and they didn't know if that was like the first time I was having that all week or all that day. But like I said, it's like, first of all, as a culture, we need to stop saying shit like that. And I see that on like Facebook groups all the time. It's like, you know, what are your advices to what to eat? What do you think? Cause it's fatty. It's just be discussed about myself. Look, I've only talked Stop talking about yourself like that. Stop talking about other people like that. Like I said, if, if people are going for aesthetic, great. But like, this shouldn't be a cultural okay to do that. And like I said, unless you're someone's coach or you you know them personally in their habits, there shouldn't be that judgment. So I think it's like, it's going to happen. 
no matter what, because people are people, but you know, you shouldn't allow, I know it's cheesy and everyone knows this, but it's like, yeah, don't let the opinions of people upset yourself. Your standard of your life and what makes you happy should be your standard. You got to sleep at night. You got to be okay with the choices you make. Now, if I know that I am eating really unhealthy and it's causing diabetes and that I may take me away from my children sooner than I'd want, well, that for sure is something I'm not okay with, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not the case. So I'm okay. You know what I mean? Um, I also know I have family who are super skinny and fit and I have family who are obese and, you know, are diabetic. So I, you know, I, I've been around all the extremes, like I said, and personally, I'm okay where I'm at. And I think that's where, you know, people need to try to get is be okay with where you're at, strive for more, but let go of perfectionism. Don't beat yourself up. If you're going for bodybuilding, fine. Count calories with yourself all the time, like what you're saying. But don't avoid because then, like you said, you're not dealing with the problems, and it's just gonna haunt you. It's like dead weight on your foot, right? It's just gonna haunt you, and then you're not gonna make the progress you could have made because you still, like you said, haven't really dealt with it. So, it's sometimes you need to journal it. Sometimes you need to say things to the people who've hurt you and let them know how that impacted you. Cut off relationships, right? Like, mm -hmm. and say, like I've had to say to people my family listen you mentioned my way to talk about that you're not going to see me you're not going to see my son because that's just disrespectful and shit so you know yeah uh, and but i mean obviously i know that problem lies with them but my point is is like no you can't cut off everybody but like i said standards you know like standards that's a standard it's and yeah it's hard when you're going basically against the grain of our society yeah. And, it, and I hope it's changing. I hope it's slowly changing. Yeah. And I think it is. We're making great mm -hmm. strides with, with yeah. like diet culture, basically, mm -hmm. and biases with bodies, but we still have a long way to go. Yeah, we do. That's for sure. But I think um, there's more to life than looking a certain way. And if that's how you make your money and that's what you want your life to be about, like I said, power to you, boo, you know, but um, the sun doesn't like set and shine with that and as someone who's like you know I was born with scoliosis and I'm in physical I've chronic physical pain like I've talked I won't talk about it because I talked about a lot on the show already before but last year but it's like you know that's always affected my fitness level and my physical ability and that's why I've learned to just like be preventative and so focus on long-term health overall body composition in terms of flexibility strength just being balanced yeah being at peace and being balanced instead of being strongest mother ever in the world great if that happens from me doing strength training awesome um super super lean great if that happens awesome like I said but it's not I'm not gonna let it just like like that sunset shine destroy me and my self-esteem so nothing should ever none of your goals New Year's resolutions or things you're going for in your life in my opinion should be that close to your self-esteem because then is it really a, a good New Year's resolution you know what I mean right kind of like playing fire I don't I don't know how to put words on what I'm trying to say but well I think it's it's hard to say though because things achieving goals will make us feel good I think it's when we intertwine our self-worth in achieving those goals that's what I'm saying yeah 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 that's okay. the problem that's the problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> there you go because I can there's people who've accomplished like so much in life and they're super miserable and they hate themselves. So you can yeah. ac accomplish goals forever and still not be okay with you. So you need to be okay with you and find out how to get there. Most of the time people aren't okay with them because of childhood trauma or regrets, things they didn't do, which they did or want to do. And like I said, it's never too late. It's never too late to get your shit straight yeah. and move forward in life. You know, yeah. you just got to make peace with this. So I'm saying about New Year, it's just like last year was last year. Yesterday was yesterday. Just Try to move forward just try to become a better version of you and it's not gonna it's, there's so many capacities of you so don't try to be amazeballs in all the capacities in one day mm -hmm. you know it's like the people who like i think that's why a lot of folks struggle with depression because like i said they're you know they do the division boards and the journals i do all that stuff kind yeah. of for a bunch of courses and then i wouldn't go to them and i fail and i feel really shitty so then i'd go really into a deep dark depression for a long time yeah crawl out of it and be like i'm gonna do all this good stuff and then boom back down again and so now i've just been trying to since having kids just be like this <laughs> like a pulse. yeah new year's is is i think it's about your intentions of your goals too because it's a am i going to achieve these goals because I don't like who I am and I need to change it. And it's coming from scarcity 
or is it like I love who I am now and I see this for the betterment of of my yeah. vision and you yeah. know there's yeah. a there's a big difference in those yeah. and mm-hmm. that's how I used to approach it like oh it's new year's I need to lose 10 15 pounds for x um, reason which was complete yeah. bullshit and it was because I was coming from a place of lacking it was because I didn't think I was good enough. And what do I do? I need to fit in. I need to do this That's now okay. because I've, I've done internal work and I've found a passion and it's like, we're okay the way we are now. And we first need to realize that and approach ourselves with, with love in the pursuit of our goals. Um, because then we're coming from a place of self-love and we're doing it because we love ourselves, not because we hate ourselves and need to change ourselves. You know, you know, yeah, what I see in you and your eyes, which I think is really, really beautiful. And I think it's important to be close to pain is like, you know, and, and be childlike, you know, um, yeah. going back to what you're saying earlier, how like what we're doing now is really closely aligned with what we were doing when we were kids. And I think, yeah. you know, everyone's given gifts and everyone's given things that they're, you know, naturally gravitate to or better at and go back to that, you know, like find mm-hmm. those little modes of peace, like whether it's a side hobby Maybe you need to spend, you know, 10 hours in the gym instead of 15 and then three hours a week, you know, you're doing some scrapbooking, right? So it's like, it's, it's healing is so important because you can forgive, you can take all the courses, but you still need to heal. Like trauma is a legitimate thing and you need to heal and your, your pain, your body holds on to that pain. And there's a lot of research, especially for women in our hips and our fat deposits and our pelvic floor. A lot of women have pelvic floor dysfunction and things like, um, you know, IBS, and I, I know I'm overgeneralizing, so I'm not a doctor. I feel like I need to insert some YouTube mm-hmm. like here. But you know what I'm saying is like there is some research on that of where your body holds on to the pain. And for women, a lot of times that will show up, like I said, with um, yeah. reproductive issues, lower back yeah. issues, and that kind of thing. For men, yeah. right? Heart attacks and chest issues, you say yeah. stress, but your body holds on to trauma like almost like permanent stress. It's so true. Yeah. So you go to a yoga class, they tell you if you do a lot in the hips in yoga, you can get really emotional because there's so much oh, emotion yeah. in there. I have cried many times. I used to teach yoga. So yeah, I've cried many times in movements and classes and and just yeah. It's mm-hmm. you cry. Men, women listening, cry. It's not mm-hmm. weak. And you know, like feel what you need to feel, breathe. Sometimes you just need to lie down, listen to some like relaxing hypnotic you know, um, chi music, I can't think of the word right now, but like, you know, there's, there's, there's sciences behind that in the bowls, right? So it's like, it's not less manly, it's, it'll help you in your strength, because if you, you think you can shove that shit down, but it's going to hold you back, you know, for me with my sister is, it's a blessing in disguise, I'll briefly talk about her as my older sister, we're not super close, but um, she had fallen down her stairs in her house, and this is because my sister's super successful, but she had been running from her pain as a kid for a long time. She used to hate me because I was always talking about it and trying to get into my pain or her pain and try to help her heal. But I used to say to her, I'm like, you can run, but you can't hide. Mm. And I know it sounds assholey, but she fell down the stairs and she couldn't work. Her back was fucked up. She couldn't work. And she'd been running her whole life since she was 16, 20 years of running. It's a long time. And it's really scary to be with the lowest emotions when you've always been on a device and a tablet because I went to her house for Christmas that's the kind of talk talking her kids in her house and like they're all in devices in the living room none of them are talking I'm like you don't Mm -hmm. think that's it's really weird like that's not normal and you guys are obviously all escaping right now and you're that's why you're disconnected your family's having issues that's why you're all having individual issues because you're not talking you're not feeling like anger it's a healthy emotion but it's so toxic right like there's the research on which emotions affect which organs and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so like I said, she finally went to counseling. Now her body's healed, but she couldn't heal her body for the life of her until she went to yeah. the counseling. Now her body's healed and she's working again. She's working from home permanently, but she's not permanently disabled with her back from that. So I truly believe, because I was like, you got to do some yoga and some breathing exercises and get some counseling. Mm-hmm. And she did that. And, you know, she's healthy again. She's fit again and she's fine. Mm-hmm. Mentally is the most important thing, mm-hmm. right? Because people always, like I said, judge success and say, well, if that person's got success, they must be mentally healthy. Well, they're hot as hell, so they must be super popular and rich and have right. a lot of friends, right? But what's the relationship to yourself like? 
Like that's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm getting at. I think with my entire message too, is mm-hmm. through weightlifting and nutrition and how we relate to things. It's always healthier when you have that like connection as healthy one to yourself. Yeah. Self-love should be a goal. goal. So in closing, um, nutrition can make, like you said, in your philosophy can make such a, a huge positive difference more than most people think, right? Cause mm-hmm. go balls to the wall with the weights. So I want to briefly talk about the coaching services you offer. And mm-hmm. uh, like I said, what are some tips or recommendations and what people should look for in a nutritionist and expect once they sign up for the program with you and that process and that journey and when to, when to walk away from nutrition, which is important because some, some of them are toxic and the things that they teach with eating disorder, right? That does happen. Mm-hmm. And understand the differences between sports nutrition and regular nutrition, like generalized nutrition. Um, and, you know, when they're like, when they're booking and working with a nutritionist, what are the expectations? What should they want from a, from a nutritionist? Goals, mm-hmm. right? Cause it's a relationship, right? It's a partnership. It is. Yeah. And And I actually think the rise of nutrition coaching is a really positive thing nowadays. Some Mm -hmm. people say, oh, the market is oversaturated. No, that's a good thing because Mm -hmm. everyone I think could benefit from, from having nutrition coaching and Mm -hmm. you should align with your coach. You should feel like you can vibe with them. You can trust them. You can talk to them and not everyone is a good energetic match and that's okay. You know, like not every person out yeah, different personality types, different just ways of coaching. You know, if you're more of like tough love, if you're very compassionate or if you blend those very well. So, but if you're looking for coaching, I think it's very important to sit down and actually like sit with yourself and figure out what you expect and figure out what you want in a coach and do research on, on your potential coach and figure out what they're all about. What is their philosophy? Cause your philosophy should align mm-hmm. and it's okay to ask yep. a coach what they're all about. It's okay to ask them what their credentials are. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it should be this working relationship that's healthy, right? So communication yep. is best. Second thing you mentioned how to know when it's going toxic. Yeah. Like think- respect, like has to be a respectful relationship, right? I mean, I think that should be something that's done in the beginning too, is Mm. there still is sometimes I'm in my own little echo chamber, right? And I forget that there's still really bad coaching out there straight up. There's still people who are putting people on 900 calorie diets. So you need, if you're looking for coaching, you also need to ask if this coach is providing a service that is flexible, that is sustainable, that is, is healthy mentally and physically. If it's something that you can see yourself doing for a long period of time, Mm -hmm. right? Like some diets I tried in the past, I don't know, cabbage soup diet or something stupid. Oh, I did that too. Oh man. Who's going to do that forever though. Right. Oh, pure juicing diet. Oh my God. The things I've done to my body. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I hear uh, me too. So it's figuring out, doing a little bit of research before figuring to see if you align. Um, and I mean, stay away from fad diets. That's my biggest thing is like, I hope that we can get to a place where fad diets are a thing of the past because that is still the root of like the issue and toxicity in our diet culture. So figuring out all that stuff. Um, and then with my coaching services, I'm offering one-on-one right now, later this year, I might be doing a group-based program, but at this time, I'm just trying to really strengthen my one-on-one program. And I have a few different offers because it's very important to me to meet people where they're at financially. So I have a tiered program basically. And I like that. I've always done that with my business too, all the time. Like if someone was to reach out to me in a store and say, listen, I really love this stuff. And you know, I'm on a really tight budget. I'd be like, I'll hook you up, man. I'll fucking hook you up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I've always done that. People, you know, I've shared like, I will to the day I die offer tiered services if I can for sure. And it's still not like very 
cheap, but that's the thing is I know that coaching is a luxury, but that's why I do things like I'll run free challenges. I'll open up a Facebook group and do, you know, webinars and Q and A's and people can get as much non-individualized coaching from me as possible when they enter my Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And then once they are ready and willing to work on their own nutrition, they can sign up for one of my tiered programs. And the price is just reflected based on how much energy we're both putting into it. So like yeah, how much contact do you have? Hmm? Yeah, because you never know. I know exactly what you're talking about. So you never know yeah. how much hours of time. It's totally dependent on the client. It's the same thing with personal training. I totally understand. Where you're totally. That. So it makes sense. I think it's more things need to be modeled that way. Yeah. You know? And so it truly is an individualized process. I prefer, and I like a flexible nutrition approach where we track macros, but if someone is like, Hey, I don't want to track, I don't force them to track. We figure out a way to eat healthier and meet your goals in a way that suits you best. Most of my clients will track because it is precise. It's a really good way to get to know what's in your food and a good way to understand energy balance. But um, it, and it provides you a framework for healthy portioning and tracking is never meant to be like, I'm talking about tracking macros is never meant yeah. to be done forever, yeah. but it gives you the confidence to yeah. eat better when you're not tracking anymore. But also I think if you do it the right way with the right mindset going in, it's like, it stops disordering because you get to a point where you, you memorize it and then you don't have to think about it anymore. It's kind of like weighing and you're like, okay, I know if I eat this, I need to eat this for this type of exercise, the kind of energy output I have for today. I know it's going to, I need to eat at this time before work. Otherwise it's going to be indigested, right? Like, so it becomes yeah. just like, you don't have to think about it so much. Um, and then it, it like you now you've like it, and then you've developed a health relationship by default because it's made you feel better and it's brought that control, peace, and security to a certain extent. So I think it's done healthily, yes, for sure, one hundred percent. I think it's, yeah. it's very important because then you understand sports science and how it affects like your training. I think you need to, everyone needs to learn that. Regardless, if you become a pro strength athlete, you're just like you know, let's see barbells, like I said, or dumb, dumbbells in the gym. Like yeah, you need to. A, a lot of people under eat under eat calories that's mm -hmm. that is the thing oh no everyone's fat no i'm like no so true. many people need to be eating more majority <laughs> yeah. of my clients yeah. Hmm. yeah well like you said Definitely. and the social media people who have kind of gone away with it because they're they're starting to change laws on that and legalities where you have to get online insurance now as an instructor but you know offering these diet plans of the proper training or just you know, having literally websites that can encourage anorexia, it's crazy, but this stuff does exist, you know, starting yeah, trying yeah. to, you know, crack down on that stuff a little bit, but um, yeah, no, hundred percent. I couldn't agree with anything you said even more, but like you said, I think the last thing with the, the philosophy is embracing the stuff. Like once yeah. again, there's no such thing as a perfect process or perfect journey. Otherwise it wouldn't be a journey So just go with the flow, like let it go when you can. And um, like, the, you know what I mean? The shame, the guilt, the negativity, and just keep pushing forward. You know, there's many yeah. times where I've really struggled uh, with someone's opinion in the gym. And that's, you know, like that's, I would say for me is, um, I think that's, I think, it, it, I think about how that's going to affect my sons if I'm talking like that around them and yeah. behaving like that and that perfectionism. So I'm a little bit more aware of it now, but um, I just want to be a good mom. So for me, yeah. that's, that's good enough and be a healthy spouse mentally and physically sexually too right like I mean your sexual health is important especially for women you always hear about like guys just want to bang no one ever talks about like the relationship with food for women and being, being physically fit and lifting weights and how that's so important for your pelvis floor and your reproductive system mm -hmm. there's a lot of women that are actually developing I know we got to go but developing um like I said reproductive issues because of dieting and there's a lot of people who have permanent meta metabolic um disorders from fat dieting for some years so yeah. we need to stop doing that you know what I mean yeah. Science, like I said, said before, science is in. Um, so like I said, if you want to get in touch with Paige, all of her information's um on our Facebook event page, on the YT channel, in the comments section in the description, and IG, of course, you can look her up. And um her name is spelled, I think it's P-A-I-G-E, right? Am mm -hmm. I Kamala? Oh yeah, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. A-I-L-L-E-R-T. Yeah. I pay attention in class. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, check her out on Instagram. Um, and she's like, 
she's just like a super down on person down to earth person she'll help you out and feel free to leave any comments or questions on our yt channel the facebook event page i'll make sure Paige gets it she'll reach out to you and connect with you for sure 100 percent and it's January. We're here to support you with the show in any way we possibly can. So like I said, if you liked it, please give us a five-star rating um, on whatever podcast platform you're listening in on because we, we have it up everywhere. Like and share so as many women as possible can be helped. And let us know, you know, other services that we can help you out with the page and just in general with the show. We are here for you 100%. And our goal is to be inclusive and supporting to everyone, regardless of gender, age, disability, anything, you know, we are here for you. So thank you again, Paige, for being on the show. It was an honor. Mm, You're amazing. Thank you. It's been so <laughs> and fun. We, it was fun. You know, it's good to talk about the raw stuff. That's my favorite part is because, like I said, is we all try to pretend we're hot shit all the time. And I think it's, it's I, I think the healthiest thing about being a human is just be a human. It's okay mm -hmm. to just be a human. Mm -hmm. This year, be a human, you know? There's a lot of and we're messy and complicated, and that's okay. Yes, yeah. do you? Um, that book, Wash Your Face. Oh, sorry, one more thing. And, and we were talking is that there's, I watched it on YouTube last night, part of the show. Is there's a girl that was putting out these uh, cookbooks, and she's like Dan Schneider's wife, whatever her name is, um, Hungry Girl books. And then she kept lying okay. to people or something, saying that the recipes were super healthy, healthy low calorie, they just like mix them up a bit. So I feel like there's this trend of being like a mad scientist with recipes all the time. It's like nutrition is nutrition, okay? Yeah. Foundations haven't changed. Um, adapted to your sports training goals. But like, you don't have to be crazy insanely with all these different stuff. Like I, am a, I do take supplements. I support supplements and I'm a sponsored athlete, but you don't have to go crazy with the supplements. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do a magic, uh, not magic, like a, like a science experiment with your food. Like it doesn't have to be complicated True. and crazy and always Instagram worthy to be mm -hmm. functional and healthy for you, right? That's yep. what I'm trying to say. Like Simple is best. Cut out the complication and that's where you found success. Thanks again for being on the show. We'll, to, we'll see you guys on the next show. You gotta listen to, we have Ashley Jude, Judge. I just like, I just call her Juju at this point. Um, she's the owner of Muscle Pirate. She's amazing. And she has two programs available, which is like, you know, learning how to do social media properly as an athlete and also how to get sponsored. She's an incredible coach, strength coach. She's a strongman athlete. She obviously and in closing, a few little amazing. quick so tips from Paige Elizabeth coaching. Check and, it out. Uh, we tell you what we thought about Paige. Have a great day. See you on the next episode.